All right. Well, I think we are live and welcome aboard everybody to the Must Read Alaska show coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. Must Read Alaska is a force for good in our state. We try to do the right thing for Alaska every day and we really appreciate you, our readers, our listeners for coming alongside us and also being a force for good in our state and our state surely needs it. Please consider supporting Must Read Alaska by going to our webpage at mustreadalaska.com and hitting that donate button. That is what keeps this operation in the black and I really, really appreciate it. So if you don't yet subscribe to the newsletter, um, you can get your subscription over at the upper right-hand side of mustreadalaska.com and just click on the newsletter button there and get yourself on the list and you'll never miss a story. That is free, the newsletter is free, doesn't cost a thing, but it keeps you in the loop because uh, we do pump out a lot of content. You don't want to be missing anything. I want to thank Shoshana Gungerstein for this, uh, for US Senate for sponsoring Must Read Alaska show. Shoshana says she's pro responsible resource development. She's opened up the Alaska oil fields now and you can learn more about her at www.gungerstein.com and that's G-U-N-G-U-R-S-T-E-I-N.com. And we ran into her in Anchorage uh, this last week with her campaign manager, Adam, we were happy to meet her in person. She's from Juneau. Thank you, Shoshana Gungerstein for Senate for sponsoring our show. So John, uh, we have a big show today. What is going on in the Kiski? Besides, I presume you have the same gale force winds that we have here in Anchorage. Oh man, it is like a hurricane over here in the Kiski. And man, we had these winds all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday, and today as well. So. It is very windy, but uh, you know I'm excited to be on the show today. Um, one of the things I wanted to uh, throw out there for kind of the tidbit for the Kenai Peninsula is if you live on the Kenai Peninsula, please go visit St. Elias Restaurant in Soldatna. They make pizza and beer. They uh, got beat up a bit on social media for their stance on the um, having drag queens perform um, kind of sexual dances in front of kids at the Soldatna Park. And they got beat up right, left, center. Just people were going crazy on them. You know, these bots that are behind, you know, fake people behind these Facebook bots. And they took a beating on social media. And I think it's affected their business a little bit. So please go support them. They are good people, good conservative folks here on the Kenai Peninsula. And they deserve... Uh, they deserve uh, folks to go sit and eat at their restaurant. Why? Because their pizza is amazing. Their beer is amazing. I don't drink anymore, but, uh, and, and their, their stance on life is awesome as well. They're, they're uh, pro-life and uh, pro-gun and uh, conservative folks. So go support them if you're on the Kenai Peninsula. St. Elias. And uh, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to come down to the Kenai because I miss the Kenai. I haven't been down there in a while and I want to come down. And speaking of the Kenai, uh, we are uh, so lucky to have Tuckerman Babcock with us today as our guest. And I just uh, want to welcome him to the show. Um, Tuckerman is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And well, he helped get Must Read Alaska started because he provided me with so much encouragement at the beginning. And he's always been a source of encouragement for everybody around him. Tuckerman, I just, I'm gonna brag on you for a minute for you before I give you the mic. You know, Tuckerman is the kind of person that wants everybody to do well in life. He's always encouraging everyone around them to be their best, to do their best and to reach their potential. And I watched him, not just with the Must Read Alaska project that we, we launched in 2015, 
but also with everybody around him, his family, his friends, uh, people in the community, always giving people a word of encouragement and support for doing their best. So welcome to the show, Tuckerman. Are you blushing yet? Yes, thank you. But thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, so Tuckerman, you're running for Senate now, and that is Senate seat D. So Senate seat D is the former, what, Senate seat O, is that right? Right. Yeah, yes. and then after redistricting, they changed it to Senate seat D. And that is the Senate seat that represents the wonderful Kenai Peninsula. And you and we're talking about Seward, Moose Pass, Kenai, Nikiski, Homer, um, a lot of uh, other oh, communities in between. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit different. It's outside the city of Seward. So it's Bear Creek, Moose Pass, Cooper Landing, Hope, Sterling, Funny River, Soldotna, Kenai, Kalifornsky Beach Road, K Beach Road to us, Salamatoff and Nikiski, and the Ridgeway area. And that's the area that uh, is part of this district. And then everything south, Kasilov South, is part of the district with Kodiak, including the city of Seward. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So, I, but, but I'm sure you know your, your district quite well. And you announced, I believe it was back in what, April or? In February. In February, oh, boy, man, does time ever fly fast? And this—that's right. And this was the seat that Peter Machicki is, is is in right now. But Peter Machicki has decided not to run again. He um, decided that he's he's been in there long enough, and he's going to stay home with his family for a while. Let somebody else go and do battle on behalf of conservative principles. So I know that um, that campaigning is hard, and unless you're actually doing it. You, people don't really know what it takes. Let's talk about your campaign a little bit. Well, it, you, you're right. It is hard and it's a lot of work, but it's actually a lot of fun to meet people and go to events and, and explain what you think, why you're running, what you hope to accomplish. And just Saturday, for example, there was the ABC Life Choices 5K run in Soldatna. I went to that and then we went over to the Soldatna Farmer's Market and met all the booth people there and bought some very fun things and then drove out to Nikiski for some sign repair that was necessary with all this wind and then went to a, a wonderful a small town, the Lions Club organized a, a fundraiser for the weekly family and there's hundreds of people there and then went over and got dessert at Veronica's and met some other wonderful local people and had a great discussion there just by chance, but you just get out and about in the community and meet people and let, let them know who you are. They'd like to tell me who they are and understand uh, how to be a good Senator for this area. Yeah, tell me what people are talking about while you're out there meeting and greeting people. I mean, the, you know, obviously things are on their mind. It must be, I would guess the economy and things like that. Well, you know, a lot of people, they boil it down to they just don't want another Biden Democrat. They don't want anyone even close to that. And so they ask what party I'm running under. And I, when I say Republican, they're usually very happy with that. And the other thing that's really on people's minds that they're just angry about, frustrated about, is ranked choice voting. And uh, they uniformly are against it and want it repealed and, done, and go back to one person, one vote, which worked for decades. And instead of this very expensive experiment in ranked choice voting. And uh, I have always opposed the ranked choice voting. I oppose ballot measure two. Uh, it'll be on the top of the agenda, I'm sure, for the Republicans in the state Senate to go back to one person, one vote and a straightforward election and get rid of this experiment. 
That's probably so, one. So go, so go ahead. The key difference between you and your opponent, because your opponent is all about the ranked choice voting. He likes it quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. And anyone can read his own words. Yeah. November 1st, 2020, Peninsula Clarion advocated that people vote yes on ranked choice voting, said it was going to be a wonderful thing, a great improvement. And that was really poor judgment. And we have now are in the middle of an experiment that's wasted millions and millions of dollars and we, but we have to endure it. It did pass by just 1%, uh, and it's a shame because it's uh, very frustrating for most Alaskans, and it's been millions of dollars to implement this, and we've had to have an extra special election because of Congressman Young's death. Never had to have that before. We had to do a whole statewide mail-in ballot. 160,000 people had to vote by mail. I mean, think about the expense of that, and it's a, I can't wait till we repeal this. And it's a very clear policy difference between me and my, my opponent. Well, that's, uh, it's interesting that you brought up the ranked choice voting because I've been doing a lot of studying of ranked choice voting. It is expensive and it is not particularly what it was sold to be. They said, you know, the, that, that clearly the, the person who wins has a, has a, then has a majority, but they don't have a majority. What they have is a majority of all the votes that are left in play after everybody else is eliminated. And so they never, they never actually have a 51% majority, unless of course there's only two people in the race, which in which case they would. But if that's the case, that's just like we always had before. I wanted to mention that in the research I've been doing, I've got these uh, sheets of paper that I have always sticking out of my briefcase where I start scribbling notes. And I think you'll identify with this. Um, I looked at the Senate races and there's 19 that are up this time. Nine out of the 19 only have two people in the race to begin with. So that's kind of ranked choice voting doesn't even work in, in these scenarios. And then another seven have three in the race. And so ranked choice voting is ridiculous when you have just three in the race. It just, it's, a, it's a meaningless exercise. And then over in the House side, we have, um, 15 of the 40 only have two in the race, six of the 40 have one in the race, and 14 more of the 40 have three in the race. It's, it's, it's an absolute insanity to be running such a complicated program when you only have three or fewer in the race. And there's no reason, that, why have two elections? If you're going to use ranked choice, yeah. you could resolve everything in August or right. everything the whole idea of having a separate election is pointless. And it was all just designed by this attorney, uh, Scott Kendall, and uh, specifically to try to help his former bosses, uh, Lisa Murkowski and Bill Walker. And it's and putting the rest of us through this miserable experiment and causing millions of dollars to be wasted. And I'm, you know, it's just something my opponent didn't understand or didn't care about, but he, he heard, uh, we, it lost down here on the Kenai. We voted against ballot measure two. But my opponent wrote that article and right before the election and urged everyone to vote for it. Really bad judgment. Bad judgment, um, indeed. John, you have any uh, questions for our guests because you've been quiet over there? Well, I think, uh, Tuckerman, I appreciate your thoughts on ranked choice voting. I am uh, not for ranked choice voting. Your opponent was. I'm looking at his article right now. It's very blatant. He lays out uh, four bullet points on why ranked choice voting is the best thing since, you know, sliced bread. I, I think another 
distinction between you and the your opponent is ties to school unions. And again, when I when I bring up school unions, I people are going to say in the comments, I'm not coming against teachers. We've got wonderful teachers here on the peninsula. Union leadership is the thing that I am not for. It does nothing but harm, in my opinion. And so um, he was a part of the union leadership. Um, and <laughs> you obviously were not. Is that is that something that you're hearing on the campaign trail a lot that your opponent is pro-union, pro, pro, you know, entrenched in that teachers' union, sort of, sort of speak. Well, you're always you're always looking for anyone, and where are the strings attached? And he's made a strong case that people who donate money to him, uh, he's independent of that, and I agree with that. I don't. I also get money. People donate money to the campaign doesn't mean they control what I'm going to do or what I think or how I'm going to vote. And they just think I'm the better of the, the two candidates. So that's that would be the case when the National Education Association gives my opponent money. Okay, we'll give him that. But it goes beyond that. He is a dedicated union activist. I mean, he actually served on the political action committee of the National Education Association. He's not just a local great teacher. And we have a lot of local great teachers here on the peninsula. He's a union activist. He's on their political action committee. And you don't get those appointments unless you buy into a good part of what the National Education Association stands for. And that is anything but conservative, that the political agenda of the National Education Association makes the Anchorage Assembly look like they're moderate. Ooh, that stings. That's tough. That's right. Uh, <laughs> anyone need, you can pull up the National Education Association agenda. They're full on uh, all the, the CRT, all the yeah, work. yeah, post gender, you know, you know, the whole the whole gamut. And uh, girls are boys, boys are girls. Nobody's anything. Uh huh. And I'm not saying my opponent believes all that stuff, but he does. He is enmeshed in the union leadership and on their political action committee. And you just don't get those appointments unless you're at least willing to look the other way. So what else are you hearing about while you are out on the campaign trail? Because we're, you're hearing about ranked choice voting and, uh, and John says he's hearing about uh, the NEA agenda, which is we, we know is anti-child, quite honestly. What else are you hearing? Well, a lot of people, we, what I hear is that people love living here on the Kenai Peninsula. And yeah. I love living here. And uh, I've owned a home here longer than my opponents lived here. and but it, that's that's all right. You don't have to be here forever to to be a good candidate. And and he's got some credentials as a candidate, to be sure. But this is a, a community that we're proud of. We love living here. We love the small town atmosphere. We love all the small town activities. And it's a it. I couldn't be living in a better place or asking to represent a better place. And I just I just love it. And. Um, that leads me to we're going to have a big celebration here at our house on Sport Lake, and it's going to be Christy Babcock's, my wife's 55th birthday, okay. and the whole community is invited. It's a suggested $55 donation for her 55th birthday, but any amount, we'll be happy to get you in the door, and we'll have food and auction items, and every present, every gift goes to the campaign, but it's, it's Christy's 55 
fifth birthday party. <laughs> that is a, that is the one dedicated wife. Every yeah. <laughs> every gift goes to the campaign for her husband. Well, Christy is like one of my best friends, and so I'm going to be there. And so you know, I really look forward to coming, and I'm going to put in my fifty five bucks, and and then some. But uh, Sport Lake is just the best place. It's a little piece of heaven, and I hope you have a parking attendant, and I hope it's not you. No, no, my, my son Jabao and his friends are going to be the parking attendants. And it's a 3681 Hakala a Drive here in Soldotna. And it's going to start around five o'clock. And everyone's welcome. And we'll have salmon fritters. And it'll just be a fun time. So fundraiser for Tuckerman Babcock on August 19th at his house, which is a great house for a party, especially summer parties. And I will um, be putting a, a notice up about that in one of the upcoming uh, must read Alaska notes from the trail. So you'll, you can look for that there, all the details, and I will definitely be there. I know where I'm gonna be on August 19th. Well, what else are we talking about in terms of the, the overall campaign? Cause you're kind of a campaign analyst person. So you're looking, you also look at things like the Kelly Chewbacca race for Senate and the, um, the, the congressional race. Uh, give us some of your thoughts about the campaign season overall in Alaska or specific races? Well, we have the, at the top of the ticket, the US Senate race is probably the most fundamentally important race in Alaska this year. And the difference between the 20 year plus incumbent and Kelly Chewbacca could not be more stark. And if you want America to move toward a balanced budget, you want a Senate that stands up to Washington, D.C., taking over Alaska, and you want someone who's going to stand up to Joe Biden, not give him, embrace him with a loving hug, as that, that picture with our senior senator and the President Biden just tells the whole story of what's wrong in Washington, D.C. And Kelly Chewbacca is a brilliant person. She is principled, and I am so excited to be able to vote for her. Um, and I don't think you'll see any of my signs uh, next to Murkowski signs, but you see quite a few of my opponent's signs tucked up nice and close to Murkowski. Oh, that's interesting because I, I was noticing here in Anchorage, we see, uh, we're starting to see on social media, Lisa Murkowski signs with Bill Walker signs with um, the, just sort of all the liberal signs on one corner together. So they, it kind of speaks to that whole issue, which is, oh my goodness. Um, that tells the story right there. It does tell part. It does tell part of the story, and and I'm not accusing my opponent of being a liberal. He he. Uh, I'm just saying some of the people that support him also very strongly support Lisa Murkowski, and it's the that race though. Kelly Chewbacca is and Lisa Murkowski is probably the most significant race. Of course, who our governor is going to be and which Republican is the next governor is very important, and our new congressman and that mm -hmm. race of two very different Republicans that are in the lead for that seat. And they both have long history and credentials. And uh, I endorsed Nick Begich early on. And I don't blow the wind as other people got into the race. I'm sticking with uh, Begich. And, but people should rank in that race to make sure we have a Republican member of Congress. It's, it's bigger than Alaska. It, uh, our federal government needs to be brought under control with its spending and with the border and with access to land in Alaska, some big issues for Alaska and this country. And those are the big races. 
And I will, of course, want to do my part if elected in our state Senate to bring better teamwork among the Republicans, to protect the dividend, uh, follow the law on the dividend, and uh, get our, balance, our balanced approach to the budget, and uh, make sure that parents are the first line of responsibility when it comes to educating their children. Teacher, our teachers are great, teachers are great professionals, but it's the parents who have to be the first in line for responsibility for their children and what kind of education their children get. And of course, we continue to, continue to protect the innocent from crime. There's been a lot of improvement in the last four years, that disastrous Senate Bill 91 that Governor Walker was responsible for has been repealed and replaced and it's led to a sharp reduction in crime in Alaska, which is a huge success story, but uh, uh, we have to monitor that all the time because there are plenty of liberals who think that the criminals should be just given a slap on the wrist and sent back out on the street to wreak havoc. And it's uh, it'll take some backbone to get in there and make sure that doesn't happen. Lots to talk about. I cannot believe that our uh, half hour is coming to a close here. But this has been Tuckerman Babcock, who is not only a, a good friend of Mustard, Alaska, personal friend of mine. He's now a candidate for Senate seat D, which is a Kenai the most heavenly place on earth. Whenever I drive the pass, I go over the Sterling Highway and I pop down into the Kenai Peninsula. I just like this load off my shoulders, like the world is right again. It's a place <laughs> where people are, you know, they're functioning and they're working hard. It's, people are hardworking. They love their lives. They love their families. It's just uh, the Kenai Peninsula is a, such a wonderful place. And you're such a wonderful person and, and a, a good candidate for that area. You will represent it so well. I really look forward to hearing more about how that goes. We're on, on election night, you are going to be up in Anchorage, I believe. Yes, I'm working on a committee with some other senators and Senate candidates and uh, with Representative James Kaufman, Senator Shelley Hughes, Senator Mia Costello, Senator Gary Stevens. And we're on the we formed a group to, to help raise money for the Republican Senate Majority Fund, all the okay. factions. And we're having a fundraiser on election night, the primary night in Anchorage. And I'll be there, show my support for that team uh, to raise money. And uh, we look forward to that polling result, August 16th primary, and see yeah. where everybody stands and where we need to put our efforts. Yeah, and I hope that on election night, I'm just gonna put a little plug in for the Must Read Alaska show. We are going to be live streaming for three hours and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to pull you away from your party and get you to come over to be on our show for, to give well, us some, put, some analysis that night. Put me on the spot, Suzanne, but I will come over and be, <laughs> be with you there. Yeah, I did, I did that on purpose. Well, everybody, it's been uh, so great to have you on the show this morning. If you're on Facebook, thank you for joining us. If you're on any of our other channels, Spotify or uh, iTunes or Google Play, thank you for joining us today. If you're a supporter of our show. We really, really appreciate it. It makes us possible to stand up for what's right in Alaska. And again, we'd like to thank Shoshana Gungerstein for U.S. Senate for sponsoring the Must Read Alaska show. Shoshana is at gungerstein.com, www.gungurstein.com. And she talks about her campaign as an independent nonpartisan candidate for U.S. Senate. If you'd like to support the conservative side of the news, you know what to do. It's at mustreadalaska.com on the right-hand side. Appreciate it so much. And John, you've got the podcast uh, the rest of the week, right? Yep. I got a couple folks scheduled for this week and uh, it's, it might, it'll be a little bit more of a mellower week, but I got some fun folks scheduled for this week. Very good. Well, until, until next week, I'm signing off from somewhere in Alaska and John, we'll see you later this week.
Thanks, Tuckerman. Thank Thanks, you Tuckerman. both.